0: With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather round the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron.
1: So I I was recently talking with my son James, he's 17 years old, and we were driving in the car and uh, along the way, I just thought I'd, I'd strike up a conversation by asking him if he had any heroes. I said, do you have any heroes? Heroes are important. And I said, uh, who, who, who are some heroes you can think of, b- besides your dad? B- besides your dad? <laughs> he said, very funny, Dad. Uh, and and he, he mentioned three people. He said, Zach, your assistant. He said, Zach is probably the, he just has such a great attitude. He's one of the kindest men. I think I've ever met and he's always so eager to, to, uh, do whatever he needs to do. And he's such a hard worker. I appreciate that about him. I said, yeah, I do too. And then he also mentioned, uh, his history teacher in high school, um, Mr. Busta. I said, what is it about Mr. Busta? He said he loves his wife so much. He talks about Jenny and loves her. With, with, with such a devotion and sincerity and passion. He said, it's almost embarrassing, Dad. But you know what? It's memorable. I said, that's so great. That, that, that is, that is the stuff heroes are made of. And he said, and then really smart people who can speak well and they, and they use their, their debating abilities to stand up for what's right and what's true. And I said, J- James, well done. Th- those are the things that heroes are made of. And it made me think that, that, that most of these, that, in fact, all of these people that James was talking about uh, also share an incredible quality, which is the fear of God, which the Bible says is the beginning of wisdom. They have a deep love for God. They love their, their, the Lord, their God, with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. And they understand that their first responsibility is to love their family and to be thankful. And to in whatever they do, to do it with all their heart as though they were serving God himself. I'm so glad these principles are sinking into his heart and I continue to pray as you do that our children live out these principles in their own life. We've been talking about heroes of our faith and heroes of our country uh, through these 37 days that we've been together. And we've been talking about guys like Governor William Bradford and uh, John Winthrop he was the founding father of the forefathers the one who talked about um america being a shining city on, upon a hill and he he took that from jesus and uh the teaching that jesus, jesus gave in the sermon on the mount i believe it was and 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 by by remembering these stories these inspiring heroes dr foster reminds us of what great things god can accomplish through self-governing members of the family of faith. There's no limit to what God can accomplish through a mom and a dad, a child, a grandparent who sees their identity rooted in being a child of God here on earth to play the role that God has assigned for you with passion and with courage and with integrity Accomplishing God's purposes, knowing that the end of the story is worth all of the trouble and the difficulty and the cost right now. He goes on to say, it's by these heroes and by uh, their character and what they did from all different uh, areas and with, with, with uh, diverse backgrounds of faith that self-government was established in America rather than, than than a than a nation of people who were just told what to do from a dictator or a king or a queen as a tyrant imposing their will down upon the people, they established the concept of self-government, which is God's idea that the people would govern themselves voluntarily because they loved God and wanted to do the right thing and And they were able to accomplish something that was unheard of in their day. And that is they set up civil government, or you could say politics, that was of a form where nobody was above the law. In fact, they, the people, would not have to obey any law that they themselves didn't agree to, that they didn't consent to. They wouldn't have to obey a leader that they didn't consent to and elect by their own free will. That's amazing. That That's unprecedented in history. You always had a king. You had a, a warlord. You had somebody who came in and overthrew the, the, the governing power and then set up their authority and made all of the people obey. no these self-governing members of the family of faith said, we're going to elect people of character and then we will voluntarily submit ourselves to their guidance and to their government and we will elect those who will make laws that we will consent to. That, that's amazing and that's the privilege that we've had uh, here in the United States. And this happens when we understand our history, and that's what we've been talking about. History is not just uh, long, boring paragraphs about loads and loads of dates and dead guys. History is his story. From the very be- beginning and the creation of the world through to where we are today and where we are continuing to go in this great play that's being enacted on the greatest stage in all the world. And you and I are characters in it. And we're, we're in the middle of that play right now. And we need to uh, appreciate the author of the script and want to accomplish his purposes. He goes on to say, we need to become active, self-governing members of the family of faith. That means we can't be lazy. The only way that we're going to sustain the liberties that we have, the only way that we're going to turn our nation from moral and spiritual decline is for us to be... Active, active spiritually, active intellectually, active politically. We can't get lazy. We can't start melting into the couch and just watching uh, the media talk to us about how, how bad things are and, and hoping that somebody else is going to fix it. We've got to become uh, fit, self-governing members of the family of faith in our homes, in our schools, and in our churches, and in all forms of civil government. Make sure that you're in charge of the the education of your children. Make sure that you, you are in full support of what your kids are learning as they grow up. Someone once said, if we send our children to Caesar, we shouldn't be surprised if they come back Romans. And if we send our children to schools that teach them things that undermine the faith that you and I want them to have, we shouldn't be surprised when they come back pagans.
0: Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian Healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your health care the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's health care. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron.
1: We need to be active and participate in all forms of civil government, Dr. Foster says. Can you imagine if you had the opportunity to go back in time and participate in choosing the leaders of the government in Russia back in 1915? before the, the Russian Revolution? Could you imagine the lives that would have been saved if, if there was good government in place, healthy government in place, and the tragedies hadn't happened? Could you imagine if you were able to go back and participate and, and ensure healthy government in Germany in the 1930s? Can you imagine the good that could be done? Every generation has our own responsibility to participate, to maintain freedom, and justice and healthy government. If we as the family of faith want to love our neighbor as ourselves, we cannot neglect civil government. We cannot divorce our faith from those who govern us. We must participate so that we have good people in charge, making good laws, not bad laws that hurt people and harm people and close down our churches and close down our schools and close down our businesses. We need to participate by supporting capable, godly individuals who run for office. Vote. More people voted in this, this last presidential election than ever before, which is outstanding. And we need to keep moving in that direction. There are still millions and millions of people, even within the family of faith, who still haven't woken up to the importance of this. We need good and godly people of character and faith in positions of leadership. And he says, to lend your own talents to this field if the Lord so leads you. Maybe you should run for office. Like Heidi St. John. She's now running for Congress in Washington State. Like my friend, Mike Johnson. Like my friend, Ben Carson. Like my friend, uh, Paul Teller. These are good and godly men and women who are lending their gifts and talents and abilities that God has given them to communicate, to think, to influence our culture in a godly direction. Those are the kind of people that I want in office. Maybe you're one of those people. Sometimes people have asked me, have you ever thought of running for office? And you know, I've never thought of that. I don't feel qualified. I don't feel equipped. I, I, I don't feel that that's what God made me for. But I have to ask myself the question just as you do. Maybe God has some plans for you. Pray about it. We need good and godly men and women in positions of leadership. We also need to take back the education of our children from uh public schools. Public schools aren't like they used to be. Essentially, every school is a discipleship program. What's a discipleship program? Well, you you, you disciple you 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 follow someone around and you learn from them and 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 they're like your mentor, you're like their apprentice. It's like Frodo and Gandalf right, that was the school of wisdom every time he went to go see him and he wants to become more and more like his teacher and children in school become more and more like their teachers and if we send our children to schools that undermine our faith and our values and teach them to hate this country and to have attitudes and live by principles that are destructive, that's not good for us, that's not good for our kids. We've got to take that back Many of these schools also prohibit and outlaw the Bible and prayer as fairy tales and hate speech. We gotta take that back. We gotta take that back with good and godly education. As we relearn the inspiring principles of our Christian history, a Judeo-Christian history, and teach them to our children in our homes and in our schools, we will be, as Isaiah 58 says, we will be repairers of the breach. We will be patching the holes in the wall and we will be restorer of the paths to dwell in. We'll be repaving the roads to blessing and to liberty and to freedom and to a bright future. I love, I love the inspiration that I'm getting from this book. And we will ensure that our children will have and be able to maintain Both are important, that they have and maintain their precious heritage of liberty and self-government. You and I have inherited something from our grandparents, from our great-grandparents. They weren't perfect, but they understood some things. We live in a very blessed nation. And we've got to stop listening to the wrong voices and pay attention to the voice of God Listen to his word. Read our founding documents of liberty. And we've got to not only remind our kids that they've been given liberty and the ability to self-govern both individually and corporately as a nation, but they need to learn how to maintain it. It's one thing to give your child a car. Hey, son, here's a gift. That's great. But he's got to learn how to maintain it has got to learn how to change, uh, change a tire. You has got to learn how to, to change the oil. Check the brakes. Make sure it's filled with gas. Top off the fluids. Keep it clean and in good condition. Regular checkups. And you and I have to know how to do that to keep our marriages healthy, to keep our families healthy, to keep our churches in check and not wander off into the, into the, into the weeds of, of heresy Getting away from the word of God and replacing the commandments of God with the traditions of men. We've got to learn how to keep our government healthy and maintain freedom and liberty. Your kids are looking up to you to be a hero a person with a great attitude who loves people in their family and thank God every day, blown away with the idea that God and his providence put them in your life and speak those words to them. Tell them how grateful you are for them. Use your gifts and talents to to think and to discern what's good and right and wise and stand up for truth Don't be lazy. Have a hard work ethic. Everything that you do, do it as unto the Lord, like you're serving God himself at work, at home, and in your nation. I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for your prayers. God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.